listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 297. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the, uh, have you had enough caffeine, John Brownstone? Yeah. Okay, you're kind of low key right now. You've been like not overly mean, not overly nice. You just kind of like, you're here and I like that about you, but I'm used to a little bit more pizzazz. Flying under the radar and taking notes. Oh, damn. That's when you're the most devious. Okay. Okay, fine. Since we just recorded a video where I was like, this is my top memory of our early kink days. And by the end of the video, he was like, hmm, maybe we'll have to revisit. And here are 85 additions I would make to that. Yes. I feel like you are at your most devious right now. And I'm here for it. Uh, this week, though, we are actually doing another one of our redo, revisiting uh, episodes from the archives. In particular, this one is about episode five. In that episode, I went over a few common questions I'd been getting from other submissives that all ended with some variation of, is this normal behavior? Is this okay behavior? Am I am I crazy for not liking this? Am I doing BDSM wrong because I don't like this? And uh, the answer was that no, it wasn't okay. Um, even if it's quote normal and we're gonna get into that. So this week, I don't wanna talk about those questions. I wanna talk about why we ask the question, is this okay? <laughs> Should I be allowing this? Um, and why some people think that shitty behavior is okay in power exchange and why we ask if it's normal. And I've got thoughts and I can't promise anything, but there might be a rant. So, uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. <laughs> this is your <laughs> first time listening. Glad to have you. Glad that you stuck through whatever the hell that just was. And yes, it's like this all the time. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate. That's Loving DS and the number one. So it's at Loving DS1 or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to keep doing this weird thing we do on the internet in large part because of them. Uh, and we're very, very fucking grateful yes. to all of our kinky patrons. Uh, if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, stick around until the bonus section for the second week in a row to hear more about this year's a membership drive going on right now. Uh, yeah. Did you have a moment where you're like, oh, shit, what button? No, I had to check something before I hit the button because of our little kerfuffle earlier. We have, oh, we have so many kerfuffles. If we're recording something, there are kerfuffles. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank this week's sponsor. Uh, once again, it's Beducated, the Netflix of sexual wellness. <laughs> Actually, the insert vanilla online uh, course uh, site of sex is what they are. Uh, <laughs> Vegucated is an online course platform with easy to follow audio, video, and written guides to help you have more of what you want in your sex life, your kink life, your relationship. Uh, this past week, I checked out two classes. So I started with the Dom and subclass because like we talked about mm. last week, I went, I log in and I go straight to the kink section. There's so many other sections, y'all. There are sections on um, relationship. There are sections on communication. There are sections on um, actual sex. There's so many sections, but I'm, I'm here for the kink. We know this. So 
I checked out the Dom and Sub course and I'm not gonna lie, I was slightly disappointed in it. Um, it's very, very, very basic. So if somebody came to me and said, I know nothing about BDSM, I know nothing about power exchange, where could I start? I would go, this might be a good place to start. It was a fully written tutorial guide class instead of having video or audio. Um, it gave very simple uh, examples. It would in no way help somebody like us who's been doing this for a while. It helped nobody I think that's already in their power exchange. That would be a class for absolute newbies. So I was like, oh, well, okay. So then, oh, y'all are not shocked. Mom, I got caught by the erotic spanking class. And I was like, that was this got to teach me. <laughs> um, you do a lot of this already. So for me, it didn't have much to teach me, but okay. here are some things I really liked about the erotic spanking course. All right. First of all, it was a mixture of video and text and mm -hmm. diagrams um, for people who are constantly begging for demos of what does this actually look like? This course had it ah. like there was video of yes, nobody was fully nude because the, the mm -hmm. system they were using to record video would never have allowed that. But they were like, okay, and bend over this way. And here are some position ideas and here are ways to do your hand. And I was like, okay, damn, you're not teaching me anything right now, but that's actually informative and really, really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that erotic spanking course. And there were tons of modules, but they were fairly, they were easy to get through. The diagrams were great, like diagrams for don't hit here. And also, yes, you can hit here. So that was really cool. So yeah, if you are interested in learning new kink things, new things about your relationship, working on things in your sex life, whether you're single or um, in a relationship, definitely check out Beducated. Um, they uh, offer unlimited access to all courses once you become a member. They add new content all the time and there's already tons and tons of content. I would love to see the kink section grow, uh, but what's there? is not awful. Like, yeah, mm -mm. the Dom subclass was super, super beginner, but the erotic spanking class was super detailed. The Shibari class was good for beginners, yes. but super detailed. Yep. So yeah, if you're trying to learn new skills this year, Beducated might be the place for you. Uh, they are offering 70% off nice. uh, if you use our code LOVING. The link is in the places, podcast listeners, that's the show notes. Uh, YouTube watchers, that's in the description box. Um, and they let you sign in for 24 hours to look around before you have to pay. So if you're like, yeah, but I, is there gonna be anything there I want and you just wanna browse, you can do that. Just use our link and our um, code. Um, and the 70% off turns it into like $7.99 a month. So pretty good for the amount of courses that are there. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah check it out. Link is in the places. I uh, use code loving to save 70% off at Beducated. Thanks to Beducated for sponsoring. Okay. So we've done that. <laughs> the second thing I want to uh, make sure um, I mention is that this Friday for podcast listeners, it's, it's the day this episode comes out. We are doing our monthly hangout Yay. on YouTube live stream. We go alive at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We stay until we can stay. And I'm glad this is post recovery and knock on wood. I've been mm -hmm. having some really good days. So we should be able to stay till our usual midnight Eastern. Um, we are changing up our formatting a little bit and we are gonna allow for some Q and A. Normally we treat it like a, a very simple munch where we're just there to hang out and you and I sometimes eat chips and dip. I don't know <laughs> if we're doing that this time. We haven't talked about it, but no. sometimes that's what we do. Um, we are going to allow for some Q and A 
like the first 30 minutes, I just want to like decompress and get in and whatever. And then probably for about from about 10 to 11, um, you can ask questions if we can answer we'll be happy to do so. Um, we will ignore slash block slash ban trolly gross questions. But yeah. if you've got like a genuine kink question, we are going to try that mm-hmm. for our hangouts and see if that helps a few more people and, you know, makes them more lively. Hey, if it creates a Kayla rant on a Friday night. Uh, okay. So that is uh, this Friday. I Come can't for remember the community. Th- stay for the rant. There you go. I can't remember what the date <laughs> is. Is it the 21st? Is that what Friday is? I think so. 9.30 p.m. Eastern. If you are subscribed to the newsletter, uh, we, I put the link for that in the in the newsletter for you. So if you're not following us on YouTube and you didn't hit the notification bell, and I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, I will. <laughs> I do give it to you in the newsletter. So there's that. Um, okay, so let us uh, get into to the show. This week's episode. So this week's episode is. Uh, us revisiting old episodes again. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We we don't do this every week because one, we would run out of things and two, right. we have other topics we want to talk about, but I'm trying to like sprinkle them through the content until we get to a point where I don't want to redo those episodes anymore. And uh, it's <laughs> no big deal. Uh, so <laughs> this one is inspired by episode five. So, mm-hmm. and I will link to that episode in the places for anybody who wants to uh, watch it or listen to it. And it's really listen to it because there was no video to go with it. But did I put it on YouTube? Yeah, the fuck I did. Uh, it's like <laughs> nine minutes of me sounding so wooden and so uncertain of myself. And in my mind, clearly reading. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like to anybody else. Yeah. That's what I hear. Anyway, in that episode, I was responding to... The types of questions I had been getting from from submissives since before I'd even started a podcast and questions we still get now where a submissive details what's going on in their relationship and almost half of it is just awful behavior. It's shitty or it's dismissive or if it's not, you know, it's even if it doesn't rise to the level of, oh my gosh, red flags, there's that part of me that's like... Ew, no, ew, no, no, I'm, no. And the person is saying, this makes me feel bad. I don't like this. You know, and then they end with, is this okay? Is this normal? And in that episode, I was like, well, when you tell me this, it makes me have questions because there are multiple sides to a situation and our perspectives, you know, can differ depending on what we know to be true. Like all that. Mm-hmm. And I went through all that. This time, I... Maybe I was just looking for a reason to rant. I want to talk about the the central message of all of these kinds of emails and DMs, which yeah. is you outline a laundry list of things that you say make you feel bad and that you don't like and then go, is this okay? And it's the phenomenon of going, I identify this as shitty behavior that does not make me feel good in my power exchange. Mm-hmm. Is that normal? Is that okay? And I, I just, I want to, I want to kind of talk about that concept. You are looking at me in a very bemused way, as if to well, say, "Well, I feel that was a bit of a warm-up rant." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it probably was. It probably was. Mm. So, 
I don't know where to start with this because when I was prepping for this episode, my mind was really clear and logical. And I was like, oh, here are my points, A, B, C, D. Yes, I know exactly what I wanna say. And now my mind is a jumble. And all I wanna say is, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so let's start here. Um, I'm gonna be using a lot of examples for messages from submissives, um, detailing bad behavior and then going, is this normal? That does not mean that doms don't experience this and have their own questions and curiosities and confusion when a submissive exhibits bad behavior and they may wonder the same thing. It is also not to say that doms are the only ones providing the bad behavior because people who are submissive can be shitty people too. It happens. Um, but I think the source of this question and the reason it's frustrating, <laughs> once you get dozens, you're frustrated. Um, but also kind of sad to me when I, I hurt for the people going through it is because of the fantasy idea that in power exchange, when you are the submissive, the slave, the little S of some kind, that somehow you are supposed to expect poor treatment, shitty treatment, disrespectful treatment, uh, manipulation, and all of the bad things. Mm -hmm. And so, because there's that, I get the fantasy and the fantasy's hot to me, but kind of this gross thing of you as a submissive are here to be used, or you are here for my pleasure alone. That's great when you negotiate that. I find that kind of hot, thanks. But that's not the base level of a relationship. That's not the standard practice, mm -hmm. standard care of a relationship. And because submissives tend to be placed in that position when they're in not great relationships or dealing with red flags or dealing with abusers, um, or they have internalized that maybe that's what submission is and they're recognizing, wait, I don't like this behavior and so it makes me feel bad and so therefore am I really submissive? And so that's why the focus of this for me is on submissives asking this question. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just feel the need <laughs> so I don't have to deal with the email, the comment or the DM that's like, you know, Dom's go through this too. I, I, I know, I, I know, we know. So I kind of thought, well, let's talk about the, is this normal, is this okay question when dealing with bad behavior. Before I go off on what will be many tears and rants, I'm sure, mm -hmm. what do you think? <sighs> I think lots of things. <laughs> About this. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's, um, I, I have a couple different thoughts. Okay. That kind of tie into all this. Mm -hmm. um, matter of fact, it, it was kind of funny. I was, I was scrolling through um, FET earlier today and I came across something that somebody had written I believe or was a meme I, I don't quite remember Mem memories first thing to go they say but um, at any rate it, it was basically saying that a and I'm gonna use this this is reference brats sure okay um, it, it basically said in in no short terms that brats do not misbehave 
to be bad. Mm-hmm. They misbehave because they want to be taken. They want to be pushed. They want you to earn their submission. They want yes. They the idea being, uh, not all brats, obviously. True. Um. They want. It's almost like you have to prove your dominance, like show that you're strong yes. enough to handle. Yeah. This. I would say that and, there are definitely some. And you know they they get such a a bad rap. Um, you know, it's kind of like when you hear people talking about about alpha submissives, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, that's on my short list of topics you know? to come. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's just like you because you yourself are such a strong person. You've had people say, you know, you are not submissive. You can't be submissive. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> For podcast listeners, uh, podcast I'm sorry, listeners, I made a face. She she made a face that that some gagging it all into up. the mic yeah. might be a little off putting. Yeah. So, you know, and and this kind of loops back to um even a little bit longer a couple weeks ago, I I came across somebody's writing on FET and and this poor person was was literally at their wits ends. Um, they had joined a group on Facebook mm-hmm. and apparently because, she, um, this person is a little mm-hmm. and they also identify as a brat, everybody in this group was berating them as because they identify this way, they are not a true submissive. Oh. Oh, the moment somebody throws out true you know, fucking anything, I'm yeah. done, I'm done, I'm yeah. done. So, and you know, it, it's not just in – even in relationships yeah. that stuff like this happens. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, in, commu- it's in communities. Absolutely, because – Human beings want certainty, and we live yeah. in a very squishy, uncertain world. And so, so it's like, this is how I define a thing, and anybody who doesn't define it this way is, quote, wrong and on the outside, and this is the true way. And you find that in every mm-hmm. community and every yeah. type of person. But so eh, what, I hate it. what was happening, this person, because it was every person in this group, nobody defended them in this group. Oh, God. Okay? They were questioning their identity. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So, you know... Yeah, is this normal? No, that is not normal. Your identity is who you identify as. And here's the thing. I want to challenge the question of is this normal because I think that we we think about normalcy, normality, what's mm-hmm. the word? I don't know, in really funky ways because here's the thing. Lots of shitty things are normal and that does not make them okay. So to ask, well, is this normal? Well, if all of your experience with BDSM communities is of them berating your identity because it does not align with theirs, sadly, that might be normal. Mm-hmm. The qu- real question is, is this okay? The answer is, no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> Are you two consenting adults who have consensually agreed that you will do this thing and you've worked it yeah. out for yourself? Guess what? Hi, have fun. And that's that's one of the problems I have with the is this normal question because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shitty behavior in the world. Yeah. It's very normal and also very wrong. Right. So I feel like part of it is let's stop asking is this normal because that's not the right question to be asking. Mm-hmm. If you're asking is this normal, that's not going to give you the information you need to make decisions that are right for you. The question should be is this okay? And mm-hmm. then I also have an issue of stop – Asking me if your situation is okay or not, ask yourself. 
which gets into other issues. We'll get there. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Had to interrupt with a rant. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. And, and, and that's pretty much what I had to say on it. But, you know, it, it's not just in, in relationships that you have to watch out for this stuff. Mm-hmm. In some cases, it's communities. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was not friends with this person. I happened to come a, across this writing of theirs mm-hmm. through somebody else. And, and I, I responded to them, you know, and, and gave them a, an answer and, and they, you know, or not really an answer, but, you know, kind of a perspective, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, a lot of other people had responded in kind, mm-hmm. which was good. And I think it made that person feel better in and of themselves. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, you know whether it's it's Facebook, whether it, it's it's Discord, or or even FetLife, or you know, Kick, where a lot of uh, communities are are springing up, which is fine. It's nice to see, mm-hmm. but you know, in in you find good in all these places, you find bad in all these places, mm-hmm. you know, and and when a majority of people start to you know, telling you that, that you're not valid or, or you're not this or you're not that, you know, get the heck out of Dodge. And that comes back to, I mean, that's very easy to say, mm-hmm. hard to do. Um, and I think that they're something that I, somehow, somehow the uh, social media algorithms, they both terrify me and get me sometimes. Because yeah. a lot of what has been showing up in like my explore, my for you or my whatever it's called, where I'm not choosing what I'm looking at, um, has very much been some, um, uh, I can't think of the term, but that sort of powerful, introspective, know your worth and make decisions on that and worry mm-hmm. less about what other people think of you, what they're saying about you, if they like you or not. And I think some of that vibe plays in here so Mm -hmm. it is tough to be the person on the outside of a group when you are already doing something outside of the Mm -hmm. the quote Mm -hmm. norm the mainstream right so to figure out your kinky and to go look i found a community and then find out that that community rejects your identity for bullshit reasons it's very hard to find the inner strength to go well i know my worth fuck y'all Whereas once you've been doing this for a while, if you've had those opportunities to connect with people who accept you as you are, get you, support you, and, you ha- and you're able to grow into your identity and feel secure in your identity, that becomes a lot easier. You and I are definitely at this level. We know several people who are at this level where I'm like, I'm not here for you to fucking like me or accept who I say I am because that doesn't matter to me. And I can and will leave a space or a situation or a group, if I've got that internal feeling where I'm being made to question myself because outsiders who don't have to live my life Mm -hmm. know me at all Mm -hmm. in any real meaningful way are judging me or not approving of what I'm doing. But that's a little bit of it of when you find yourself facing a situation, whether it's you're a new kingster and you're in a new relationship or you're in a new to you community and you're being made to question yourself or you're being made to feel bad because the behavior is shitty. And instead of asking the question, well, is this normal? Sadly, maybe so. Is this okay? 
The question isn't, is shouldn't be, is this okay to other people, which by the time you're emailing me, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for some somebody else to tell you that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I would love to encourage more people to do is go inward and go, it doesn't even fucking matter if Kayla Lords thinks this isn't okay. I don't think this is okay. Yeah. And I'm secure enough at this point in who I am and the way I will and won't be treated and what I will and won't allow to remove myself because that's not okay to me. And I know that we are all at different points in our path on this and not everybody is at that level and it's a struggle. And sometimes the strength to get away from the bad situation comes from somebody you trust Mm -hmm. and an outsider's opinion to give you that view. But the... (laughs) My little bit of woo-woo bleeding heart self wants everybody to get to that place that can go, this doesn't serve me and this is bullshit and I'm not going to be treated this way or be made to feel this way. And they're going to bounce without needing the outside (laughs) validation, although uh, I'm Mm -hmm. here to provide it in as many rants as I can. But Now, you know, somebody mentioned something in in the live chat which which is really apropos for this um the quote is the way of nature is change the dream of man is order absolutely because we want certainties and constants and we want we want to predict what will happen next Mm -hmm. so we don't have to feel uncertain or worried about outcomes we want to know what and obviously there are always people who don't fall within this but the majority of us in the bell curve most of us are at that point and that center of give me certainty, make sure I don't have to really question anything. Mm-hmm. If I know what to do, then nothing can go wrong and life will somehow be easier. Yes. And and unfortunately, it doesn't work that way because yeah. change is coming right around the corner. Change is constant. And quite frankly, the most interesting things are in the squishy middles. It's mm-hmm. in the nuance. Mm-hmm. As somebody who just got accused recently of not being nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> The fun stuff is always in the nuance Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, while we are all similar on a lot of ways and in some meaningful ways, right? We are also all unique individuals and we're going to find our way forward in different ways. And all of that can be true at the same Mm -hmm. time. Um, And I say that as an anxious person who would kill for certainty. I really like patterns and I really like routines because Mm -hmm. then there's less to worry about because I know what to expect and what's coming next. And I would love to live my life that way. And also I recognize and I am empowered by understanding that I can change, people can change, things can change, circumstances can change. And my opinions on all of it get to change. And I get to make a decision about a situation based on the unique factors of the situation and me and the person involved. Mm -hmm. And I could have a similar situation, but with a different person and make a different choice. Like in some cases, I'm going to be very firm with you and go, that's shitty behavior. You need to fucking run while you can. And in another situation, I'm gonna go, well, let's ask some questions. Let's think about this. Have you thought about that? And both get to be valid at the same time. So, Bring that back to power exchange. Let's go with the example of I'm a submissive and the dom I'm with is creating, doing all these shitty things and I feel bad about myself. 
two things can be true at the same time. You can negotiate that shitty treatment for a scene or part of your dynamic because you've got maybe a degradation kink or there's mm. something about it. And you can give your input, have your boundaries respected, understand and have expectations of what that will be like when it will occur. You can also at any point interject and go, yeah, we got to stop or we got to change. This is why let's talk about it. And that can be okay. And mm -hmm. the exact same behaviors can be applied in a non-consensual, non-negotiated, no way out other than to dump their dumbass way. And it'd be completely wrong, right? Like, mm -hmm. which is why I get very eye rolly when people apply what they think they know about kink and BDSM and some of the activities that we sometimes do and uh, assume it is all bad or wrong. It's like, well, yeah, that would be bad or wrong if I didn't fucking agree to it, like it, want it, and know how to make it stop when I'm done. But you add all of those caveats and now it's perfectly okay. So that's why the question that I want more people to ask themselves or me or whoever you reach out to is not, is this normal? The question is, is this okay? How does it make me feel? Does it make me feel empowered as a submissive? Does it satisfy me? Is it exciting in a good way? Do I feel like I have a voice in this situation? Could I change the parameters a little bit so it's more satisfying to me? Can I have those mm -hmm. conversations? Am I free to be who I am? Well, guess what? It's probably okay. And it doesn't have to be okay to anybody else on this fucking planet. But if the answer is no, it makes me feel like shit. It makes me feel less than, it makes me not want to submit. It scares me in a way I don't like. You have to make those distinctions in kink because sometimes I'm terrified, but I'm turned on and I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> and sometimes I'm terrified and I'm like, stop, 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 right? And if the, the internal answers you're giving yourself are all in the negative, then the answer is no, it's not okay. And then of course you have to do the, okay, what's next? Wh where do I go from here? And then that becomes another conversation to have mm -hmm, with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, can I just say that um, <laughs> uh, this is yet another plea for um, folks who have not experienced introspection in whatever way that works looks like for you to try it. <laughs> Um, I get that there can be reasons why that's difficult or not as intuitive and natural to somebody, but just what, what do you want? What makes you feel good? That's and submissives. You're not wrong for asking yourself those questions and deciding on the answers and then deciding that what this Dom is providing isn't it. And you don't want it anymore. Like you have not failed as a sub. You're not less submissive. Mm -hmm. All everything in power exchange is about everybody involved in the power exchange, getting as much of what they want and need as is possible. It's the right. Venn diagram of what you want, need and will and can provide mm -hmm. what I want, need and can and will provide. And then the crossover where it meets in the where middle. it meets and where it yep. intersects. That's, that's our sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and if there's no crossover between you and that other person and you're actively like upset, appalled, hurt, bothered, whatever, what are you doing there? That's not a statement about your submissiveness or your whatever your kink dynamic is, whatever your role is. That's about the compatibility of you and that person. That's all that that is. And they're is somebody out there, sadly, much of the time, they're far flung and across an ocean or a continent, 
But there is somebody out there who will make a very nice Venn diagram with you. Mm hmm. And it will it will work. You will have to work for yeah. it, but it will work. Mm -hmm. Let's toss out the people who are not in a good Venn diagram. Your Venn diagram <laughs> should not be two separate circles. No. Where are your compatibilities at that point? I've already given myself a uh, sore throat. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, I guess I just wanted an opportunity to rant about this. Mm -hmm. Um. So some of the things I see, which are not uh, everything out there, hmm. but the where people ask themselves these questions, it's um, when somebody, they don't ghost fully, but they do what I always call temporary ghosting. Mm -hmm. They're gone and mm -hmm. then they're back and they're gone and then they're back. And in that radio silence time period, they didn't tell you where they were going. They don't apologize for it when they come back. They don't prep you for it. They, you know, nothing, nothing. You are just left hanging, right? that makes people feel shitty most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like we tried it on purpose one time and both of us like couldn't do it. I cannot imagine being in a um, air quotes around this word relationship with somebody who just dropped off the fucking planet and then came back like it was nothing. Yeah. And I should have been waiting with bated breath and grateful they returned. Ah, no, that if it makes you feel bad, it's bad. It's not for you. It doesn't, sometimes it means the other person is engaging in shitty behavior. And sometimes it's, um, what is a word? Words are hard. It's about expectations and each of you having different expectations and not having talked about it. Mm -hmm. But you can have mm -hmm. the conversation, discuss your expectations and still go, yeah, I'm not down with that. And, and you're fine. But yeah, a lot of the messages that come with that, is this normal, is this okay question, Yeah, are things that in the examples I have and the experience I have with it of so-called doms treating their submissive partner as if their only reason for existence is to wait upon the pleasure of their dominant partner. And so therefore those dominants do not think mm -hmm. about, care about mm -hmm. whatever their submissive partner as a fully functioning human being with the needs of their own with the desires of their own with the, they don't care about their feelings. They don't care about what they want or aren't getting. It's like, oh, you exist to please me. And that's a person who is absolutely living purely in the fantasy world, okay? Like if you negotiate that and the submissive goes, yeah, that's cool. This is this is kind of a, a, a way I'm happy to experience this dynamic with you, then okay, go for it. I hadn't met that person yet, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, <laughs> but most of us are seeking connection. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be we're going to get married and live together forever connection. It doesn't have to be sexual connection, but it's connection with the other part of you, the other side of the coin. Like I'm a submissive and I feel more submissive when somebody I like is dominating me. This would be great. And then the dominant just flutters the fuck away. Mm -hmm. And now we've lost that point of connection. And there are a lot of things that go into power exchange and what creates healthy, fulfilling dynamic dynamics but one of those things is absolutely some level of connection whether that connection is oh our kinks align or oh you like this kind of power dynamic i do too you start from that point of commonality and then you go okay what how else can we connect or you're married in a yeah. vanilla life and you're connected that way and then you figure out your power exchange and build the power exchange around the way you're already connected. Like, but it's connection. And if you are a Dom who's just like, 
up and vanishing or treating the other side of the slash like they don't actually fucking matter to you. And I would assume that they don't matter to you. And then what the fuck are you doing here? You're not creating connection and there's a huge disconnect. And then I'm getting emails from submissives going, is this normal? (laughs) I don't know if it's normal. I don't know how typical it is, but it's still bullshit. It's still bullshit. And quite frankly, if you're at a point where you have to go, is this okay? Is this normal? You know, it's bullshit. You just need somebody from the outside to like validate that. Yeah. Oh, I went on a rant. Yeah, you did. Well, here's, here's one that I have, um, run into a lot. Um, an S type meets a big D and the big D tells the S type, well, I'm polyamorous, non-monogamous. You need to be too. Mm. Okay. And, and the S type is like, well, I'm, I'm not poly, I'm monogamous. Right. You know, but is there something wrong with me because I'm not? Because he's telling me, you know, you have to be to be part of the lifestyle. And, oh, yeah, yeah. It's right up know. there with all the messages we were getting for a while of, is everybody in BDSM uh, in open relationships? Are yeah. you required to be non-monogamous? Right. I was like, I yeah. know more monogamous people than non-monogamous, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with a no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's something, too, you know. Yes, you do see a lot of poly folks these days in BDSM. Sure. Is there a requirement to be? Uh, see, we're back <laughs> to trying to create rules and structure I, that uh-huh. we can depend upon. So there's familiar patterns, so we know what to expect, and we can never be surprised, which it, means we can never be hurt, which means we can f- conform. <laughs> yeah. And the irony is that BDSM and non-monogamy are outside of conformity because conformity is a binary conformity is Mm -hmm. we're all cis we're all het we're all married and you're only having sex so you can make babies and (laughs) many of us have rejected that without Mm. being kinky or non-monogamous but let's just say in the kink world and the non-monogamous world clearly we're rejecting those ideas right so Mm. and not all of us i get it but but as a as a whole we're already going, oh, I see your puritanical view on this and no thank you, fuck you. I'm going to go do this thing that's yeah. considered deviant or cons- just, you know, taboo and stuff we're not quote supposed to do because some authority decided to create order in some part of the world that made enough people feel secure, safe, whatever, for about five minutes until they all started, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, people have always been pushing against these quote norms, right? Just whether they did it loudly or they could connect to other people so they didn't feel alone. That's like a whole lesson on the history of humanity, though this is not the scope of what we do here. But I, I, I get it. I know that it's human nature to want to create certainty for ourselves, but I do find it deeply ironic the people who are like, I'm going to throw every social norm that some part of the my family or the adults in my life or culture and society tried to teach me. I'm going to throw all of that shit out the window and go be a fucking deviant who's having a good damn time. But when I get there, I'm going to repeat those patterns and try and create that same norms and structure so that we can never question anything. And I'm like, but yeah. to get to kink, you had to question everything. What the fuck? are we doing i know that's not helpful 
but these are the thoughts that yeah that come to mind that come, yeah. that come to mind yeah. I, you know what i will say this and this shows the limitation of my own imagination and how it's easy to get boxed into kind of thinking that life kind of follows a specific path i am so used to having conversations of non-monogamy in kink spaces mm-hmm. that it is jarring sounds like a strong word i don't mean this in a negative way but it's a little bit jarring when i stumble upon non-monogamous conversations online social media accounts whatever that are not at all kinky in the way i would define mm-hmm. kink uh, certainly like no power exchange i don't know what kind of sex they're having i'm not asking but and it's like oh oh that that's right you don't have to be kinky to be non-monogamous right obviously yeah i know that but my lane is that I personally overlap the two. My mm-hmm. Venn diagram is very much those two have right, and have and there again to too, it. yeah. You you can be one or the other. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be both. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's not exclusive to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so to say, well, you know, you have to be this, you have to be that. It it's it's ludicrous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I'm gonna say this. I have said this before. You know what it comes down to is: is it consensual? Mm-hmm. Does it make you happy? Can you change the parameters whenever you need to? Yeah, you know, be you, be you, and be happy with what you have. And and this is a and don't worry about what it, what someone says you you know it you, it should be right. And this I think is hard for many people, not for all people, mm-hmm. but for many people to go. I'm going to create this very unique path for myself, and I'm going to walk it, and I'm going to yeah. travel along this path, whether it's kinky or non-monogamous, it's in a power exchange, it's whatever, whatever. And I'm going to do things that, while I am cognizant that there are other people around me, and you have to you you be mindful of that consent and all that. I'm going to do what makes me happy. I'm going to do what makes me fulfilled. I'm going to do what is right for me in this moment, knowing I'm going to get I'm allowed to change my mind when I need to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to walk this path through parts of my world that will not get it. They won't understand it. They won't like it. They will think I'm doing it wrong. They will be doing it just differently. And some people, many people are very freaked out when somebody does something different from them. And I'm going to walk this path anyway. And I'm going to do it unapologetically. Now, let us be real. There are situations in life in terms of gender, sexuality, race, all those things, where you have to consider your safety in that moment and mm-hmm. please keep yourself safe as you need to. Sure. But even then with safety on your mind, there are ways within yourself to be authentically yourself, to understand who you are and to move through the world and move through life being to the best of your ability and as safe as possible, your authentic self. And to do it without apology, without, you know, in a perfect world, going home and questioning yourself. I, it, with all my cis, het, white privilege, am just now learning how to do some of that. To go, I'm a kinky person with an idea of what that means and what it means to be in a healthy relationship and, and ways that I look at the world and how I want to move through the world and the relationships I want to have and what I want to talk about. And I'm going to do that publicly 
And I'm going to do that authentically. And I'm going to do it even when there are plenty of parts of my outside life or in the outside world telling me how wrong I am. Mm-hmm. And that is one very narrow example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't pick and choose when and where I do that and how I show up. Like I get to have boundaries too. I am authentically Kayla Lords everywhere online. That does not mean I walk, I go to the grocery store and I'm Kayla Lords in the way that y'all see me here. Like I, I pick and choose when that works for me, but in sure. on my inside, mm-hmm. I know who I am and I'm secure in that. And I'm unapologetic about that. And if I got into a conversation with somebody, I'd be like, yeah, this is who I am unapologetically. Um, that is difficult. That's difficult because of what we've already talked about society and culture and religion and family and friends and the people around us our whole lives have told us and taught us and what we've Mm -hmm. taken in and what media shows us and what we've internalized for ourselves and our traumas and our mental states and emotional states and illnesses and chronic and like all the things all the government like what outside pressures are trying to tell us who we are and should be the more you have to overcome that the more difficult I can imagine that must be to overcome it. But I see people Mm -hmm. every day from all walks of life embracing, this is who the fuck I am. I have done my research. I've done the work. I'm doing the work. I'm figuring this out. I will be imperfectly myself. I will fix it when I fuck up. I will, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll change my mind Mm -hmm. when I need to, but this is who the fuck I am. And I would love for more Kingsters to be that way and slash also go, this is who I am and I am I'm happy with me and I've worked hard to fucking get here. And also that's who you are and I don't get it and it's not what I want, but I honor and respect it because you did your work to get where you are. And there's no judgment from, I do it this way and I figured out this path for myself this way and you walked a different path and had different circumstances and Mm -hmm. came to a different conclusion and you're living your truth and I'm living my truth and I am fucking okay with it. Mm -hmm. And also I know exactly what I'm not okay with and you get about 3.2 seconds to be not okay before I'm gonna tell you you gotta go because I know who I am. I make that sound so easy. I'm still working on it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but also it's where I wish we could all get to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do not, and I, and I hope I do not ruffle any feathers with this. That's not my intention. Um, you know, I came into the lifestyle, you know, let, let, let's talk about, you know, what's norm or, or accepted. Sure. Typical um, might be typical, a better word. Maybe. Um, when I came into the lifestyle, when I discovered there was a community that did the things that were into the things I was into that I never knew there was a community for, um, there was still a lot of old guard mm-hmm. in the community at that time. Mm-hmm. Um and there still are some then I'm, you know, Oh, sure. They haven't gone away. They, they haven't gone away. Um, you know, and, and that kind of then moved a little bit more into what I was always more familiar with was a high protocol. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the tail end of that came the, 
daddy doms, baby girls, the caregivers, littles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and many in the community frowned upon that. Oh, God, there's, and they still do. And they, and they, <laughs> they still, still do. do. And I applauded when the local dungeon that we mm-hmm. went to at that time, they were like, okay, this is something. And they actually dedicated a space in the dungeon to littles. Mm-hmm. They created a play area. Mm-hmm. They had um, movie nights and, and, and uh, uh, sitter nights. And sleepovers. Sleepovers and, and movie nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they embraced it. And I see the same cycle happening again mm-hmm. with the new generation coming in. And I find it amazing. Okay. You know, not to say that, and, and there is nothing wrong with old guard. There is nothing wrong with high protocol. But you know what? In order to grow, in order to maintain, everything must evolve. And I, it I feel has like to grow. What it means is there's room for more ways of doing it and more perspectives. So that the idea of what is normal, which I find funny to use in in a BDSM context, mm-hmm. like what the mm-hmm. fuck is normal around here, that it it gets to expand. It's a little bit. I don't know how we we keep coming back to this, to non-monogamy, because that's not what this is about necessarily. But it's like that idea of, uh, I see poly people talking about a lot that, and I learned it for myself, the moment, the first time I ever felt compersion, which is that feeling of happiness and joy at seeing your partner's happiness and joy with another person. Mm -hmm. And I might have explained that imperfectly, but that's my understanding of compersion. Anyway, is that in... In a poly situation, the idea being that the more love that you express to others, it's not an issue of scarcity. Like you, you get this little pot of love and you can only dole it out. And once, once your pot's empty, there's no more love. The more you express love, the more you feel love, the more love you have. It's, it's the Grinch and your heart growing three sizes that day. Like it expands. Love expands into more love, ideally in good situations. The kink world feels similar to me. The more that we embrace diverse ways of expressing our kinks, of of expressing power exchange, of finding ways that suit the individuals involved, Mm -hmm. instead of creating these rubber stamp norms, what the fuck does that even mean in BDSM? We expand our world and quite frankly, and I've, I have seen, I don't get into these conversations because I don't care enough. I've seen grumblings of if BDSM is mainstreamed, will it be subversive in BDSM anymore? I mean, maybe not. Do I think that's going to happen in my lifetime? No. Probably not. But no. what it would mean is that <laughs> there's no single definition of what a relationship should look like or what sex should look like or what connection with another human being should look like. and whether you call what you do vanilla or just non-kinky, when I say the term vanilla, that's not meant to be a pejorative. That's not an insult. It is just an identifier of kinky versus non-kinky. I mean, what would that even mean if everybody has the freedom and knows they have the freedom to find their path in life with a relationship, with a point of connection with another human being, sexual, romantic, platonic, doesn't fucking matter. And it, it didn't, and there were no norms and there was no us versus them. And the the idea, the concept of BDSM and power exchange 
expanded because the, there are constants, there are definitions to mm -hmm. the words in BDSM and power exchange. The power exchange is a negotiated power differential between people. Somebody is the top, somebody's the bottom, somebody's the dom, somebody's the sub, somebody is in control and has power. Mm -hmm. Somebody else relinquishes control and power to some extent. And quite frankly, there are a lot of people in this world going through what looks like really like clumsy, unsophisticated power exchange, but that is clearly power exchange and they can't call it that and they don't know it's that because they've never negotiated it. Like in marriages, let's let's use like our 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 cultural standard here. In heterosexual marriages, cishet marriages, there first of all there are the stereotypes that wives take care of their husbands, which I lived that life. Uh I'm not all about it. Thanks. Because it wasn't reciprocated. I'll happily take care of you. I, what do you need me to do? How do you need me to make your life easier? Mm -hmm. What can't you do that I can provide? But also, what we've talked about it. You know I'm providing it. I'm not a silent, like, exhausted person who's feeling resentful. Right. We talked about it. You said, I'd love for you to provide that. And I went, I'd love to provide it. When I am tired, when I am overwhelmed, when I am feeling resentful, I have the freedom to come to you because we already right. know what we're talking about. And in exchange, you're doing for me. Mm -hmm. So it's weird on some levels. I have an identical marriage from my first marriage to my second, but the first marriage was misery. Even though there were a lot of stereotypes we followed, we fell down so many like stereotypical rabbit holes with I badmouthed my husband and my coworkers. I thought of him like a third fucking child that I had. But when I look at the activities of what I did, I did a lot of the same things, mm -hmm. but the mindset was different. The negotiation of it was different. The way we approached it is different. The everything about it was different except the activities. Yeah. So what if we expand who we quote allow into BDSM, it's only going to grow and it's going to give more people freedom to either go, Hey, I do, I do like taking care of my excuse me, taking care of my partner. What I don't mm -hmm. like is being taken for granted. Oh, but I've now been able to witness that there's this thing out there where I can take care of my partner, but there are parameters. I need to talk about it. We need to negotiate. My partner needs to be on the same page as me. We need to like be giving and taking in the ways that speak to our strengths and speak to our desires. And what if we create that space for people mm -hmm. simply because we allowed what's normal, big fat air quotes around that world word to grow in the concept of BDSM. Like I'm not here for some exclusive fucking club where I tell people I don't like the look of that they can't fucking come in. I don't have to understand your dynamic, like your dynamic or ever want it anywhere near me to go, you, you got consent? Y'all communicate? Everybody being, being risk aware? Okay, have a good mm -hmm. time. I'm not judging. I might not yeah. like something. I might have an opinion about how it's done, but I get to have opinions and they get to live in my head. That goes back to a thing that is another rant for another day. <laughs> and it's a tricky one, but it's this idea that just because you think a thought don't mean you have to say it publicly for everybody yeah. to hear. Not everything has to be expressed. Thanks. Um, and I would love to work on that too, because <laughs> that action is what makes a lot of us go, okay, is this okay? Is this normal? Because yeah. all of these other people with their opinions about what I'm doing have told me their opinions about what I'm doing. And now I'm questioning everything about myself, which goes back to my point of, I, I, my big like wet dream 
is that we all get really fucking comfortable with who the fuck we are and we walk our path in life and we connect to the people we're meant to connect to and we ignore the fuck out of the people that we can't connect to. They're not our people. It's not our vibe. And that's okay. And it gets to be okay. And that, yes, yes, it's oversimplified, easier said than done, will never happen because people are way too complex and messy and all of us have our own issues to Mm. work through. Um, and I am very hot after, uh, after that. So if I want to try and make a point out of this, yeah, my stomach is growling. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to try and make a point out of this, who fucking cares if the question is that you're, you're living a situation and you're miserable and you want an outsider's perspective or you're trying to think through it yourself. The question should never be, is this normal? A lot of shitty behavior throughout the annals of history have been normalized and it was bad, bad behavior. We don't now throw the is this normal question away. Also, mm-hmm, you're kinky. Mm-hmm. Not that none of this is normal based <laughs> on societal, cultural, media standards. Okay. No. The question is, is this okay? And while I understand the need for an outsider's perspective and sometimes some validation, you don't quite trust yourself yet, you're not there yet, okay. Um, Start internally. Is this okay to me? Mm -hmm. Does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel empowered? Is this the life I envision for myself? Is this the life I want for myself? Is this the relationship that I want to have? Not should you, not do you deserve, like all those judgy questions we ask ourselves. I can't help you get rid of those. uh, If you have access, I recommend therapy, but what is it that I just want? (laughs) Like the fact that we can go from here's the standard that some part of our life has told us we're supposed to do, which is non kinky and make the switch to actually, no, I'm kinky and I'm going to embrace that. And I'm going to get going to go get a relationship means that on some level, some part of you is able to trust what you want and go, yes, that's what I want. I'm going to go get it. You already have that ability within you. Let's grow that ability and go, okay. I ignored all societal norms <laughs> to come do this kink thing. And I handled it and the world didn't end. Okay, now, what do I want from this? And if you're in a situation with a partner or in a community and the answer to, is this okay in all of these parameters is no, I don't like how this makes me feel. I don't like who Mm -hmm. this is turning me into. It's making me actively not wanna do the things I wanted to do five minutes ago. I don't like how I feel. Then the answer is no, it's not okay doesn't mean you're not kinky. doesn't mean you're not a good sub or dom or whatever, whatever. It means you're in the wrong place with the wrong people. That's that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that. Now take a breath. Ooh, and somebody in the live stream chat brought this up and I like that. Is this healthy? Mm. And I would say that that is an instead of is this normal and i think that that is a good question if you have a clear understanding between the difference between what society tells us is okay and healthy and your own internal barometer true true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because quite frankly from the outside looking in if you have no context for some of the freaky shit we've done in a dungeon that doesn't look healthy i'm being (laughs) beaten on with sticks can't be healthy right but but i have context and i understand the the nuances of it and so then for me yes it is healthy Mm -hmm. so i i do like that 
just with with that added caveat that not okay. everybody understands yet what is healthy for them and not especially if you True. still have the voice of society media religion whatever whatever that tells that wants you to doubt your own internal compass and yourself so that you can follow outside rules that don't make sense for your life that is not to uh dis uh religion i there are kinky people who absolutely walk their kink path and their religious mm -hmm, path and they find mm -hmm. their way i'm just not religious and i've seen the harm that religion can do uh and so that's why i said that <laughs> before i get hate mail <laughs> 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 I am very warm. <laughs> Do you have anything well, see, you'd like we, to add? We didn't need to turn the heat on. Just get you ranting oh and, and and you turn the heat up on yourself. Oh my gosh. I, I, I sucked up all the oxygen as usual. Is there anything you would like to add? You, you did good. Uh, no, I, I, I'm fine. I, I think I, you know, said said plenty towards towards the beginning. Um I hope it made sense. And, you know, I, I just want to say, I you know, what it, it really comes down to, you know, don't let someone tell you you're, you're this or you're that or you can't be this because you're, you're that. You know, be what makes you happy. And get comfortable with the fact that your happiness is important and yeah. valid. Yeah, yeah, you deserve to be fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't have to understand what makes you happy because the fuck the world. Yeah. You know, be be you. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say that enough. I know it's I'm not going to say life is easier now that I'm getting uncomfortable with knowing that I there's judgment out there and that I have to sometimes mm -hmm. look at it like I'm really good at not looking at what I don't want to say. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I am becoming more comfortable with it. I'm becoming more comfortable with, I know myself and I know yeah. what I'm doing and I know what works and what doesn't. And I'm okay if nobody agrees with that. The only person I need to agree with what I'm trying to do is the person I'm trying to be in a relationship with. Yeah. Thankfully, we're still on the same page. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's empowering. It can be lonely. I love this community here because yeah. A lot of us live vastly different lives. Like nothing is the same, but we all feel free. Hopefully if you don't hide, consider this your invitation. We all feel free to be who we are as long as we don't shit on somebody else's reality yeah. in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Right? So don't yuck on my yum. Don't yuck on my yum. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to say more than that because I could feel another rant coming mm -hmm. and my throat already hurts. Um, and it's finding spaces like that where we don't have to agree on every single fucking point. We don't have to agree on every single major life thing. Right. We don't have to have the same kinks. We don't have to have the same power dynamics. We just have to have basic human respect for one another and respect that uh, for the fact that I don't have to understand your reality to honor your reality. That's true. That's true. And that's the kind of yep. community I'm like, I'm not, I'm almost never interested in a community's Personally, this is not that I think that they're not good or valid. I'm not interested in joining communities that are specific to power dynamics. Um, I think that's where you get some dogmatic thinking because it's like, oh, we're all this dynamic. Mm -hmm. Let us define what this dynamic means. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Um, I'm also not usually comfortable in pure vanilla spaces anymore. 
because my kink life yeah. permeates every other part of my life unless I put up a specific barrier, like parenting, right? Like going mm -hmm. out into the world under legal name to buy groceries, to meet with a teacher, to whatever, whatever. Like there are clear, like it's a, it's a wall with a door, like I can let it through, but not obviously. But the rest of my life, I want to, to be, I don't wanna be afraid that my bio might say sex writer and kinkster, right? So mm -hmm. I tend to be more comfortable in predominantly kink spaces and less comfortable in purely, air quote there, non kink vanilla spaces. Sure. But I still, I just want this, whatever space I'm in to just respect the fact that I got my reality and you got yours and let's just, let's just try and get through it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That's what I got to say about that. We're we're all valid. We are. We are. And I will I will happily tell you tell somebody that I think their opinion is shitty, but only if it's causing harm to others. I'm not I'm not about to tell somebody that mm -hmm. the way they express their identity is shitty. I'm not about to tell somebody the way that they express their kink is shitty. That's not for me to fucking say. Right. Not in any shape or form. I'm over here just trying to, I'm just trying to get through my day with myself. I'm already enough of a hot mess. I, I can't, I can't sit in judgment on other people's hot messes. True. So, True. okay. Uh, I'm, right. I'm fine. I think being done mm -hmm. and going into the bonus section. Okay. So, uh, are we good? I don't know, but I'm hot and sweaty and I've drank all my coffee. Okay. Then I'd say we're good and, uh, time to move on. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. I will see you next week. Daddy. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? But you've been talking all this time. You were complaining earlier that you've got a sore throat. Are you sure it's in your best interest to keep talking? You I'm know? a masochist who will power through. <laughs> The sore throat does not bother me that much, thanks. I kind of like the pain. It's a reminder of what we've just experienced together. Ah, interesting, interesting. Well, in that case, go ahead, baby girl. Okay, good. Because <laughs> we're going to do like we did last week. At mm -hmm. the top of our bonus section, we're talking about the Patreon membership drive that we are currently in. Last week, I was like, it starts on Saturday. We're in it now, y'all. It runs from the day this episode goes live for you in whatever medium you're watching, listening to it in, through February 15th. So the the what makes the membership drive special for our Patreon is that if you are a member during this time, uh, you will be eligible to receive goodies in the mail based on the tier you're in during the membership drive. Um, and the, that's all loving BDSM centered stuff. So at the $2 tier, uh, it's gonna be a loving BDSM bookmark. At the $5, it's going to be probably a combination of loving BDSM stickers and kinkery stickers, because we control that, so I can print more if I want. Um, and it's gonna be a sticker pack, there'll be die cut stickers. At the $10 level, it's a loving BDSM logo enamel pin. Very excited about that. And then at the $25 level, you get all of that um, instead of having to pick and choose based on your uh, tier. Um, and you only have to be in the tier of the prize you want during the membership drive to get 
the tier goodie. So after the membership drive is over, you can drop down or go up or whatever you want to do. Uh, during this time, uh, if you sign up as an annual member, which means you pay once for the whole year, instead of paying monthly, you get two months for free. So normally we do a one month free for annual signups. Right now we do it two months for free. So that means the total amount you pay is for 10 months, but you get 12 months of access. So why join our Patreon? What do you get? What's the, what, 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 what is happening? Um, one, we take what we do in podcast and live stream and video format and we, we do more of it. We, I, I think I'm, we're who we are in both spots, but I think you get a little bit more in terms of there's more live streams. There's a monthly Q and A, a little bit more behind the scenes kind of stuff. Cause there's a monthly podcast that's just like bonus sectiony style, but it's what we're doing with loving BDSM and the kinkery. Um, we are looking at ways to add more content. Uh, we are still thinking about if we want to add a special live stream for Patreon only, um, where we react to, um, different BDSM themed content, like movies and TV shows and stuff. Um, it's more of a logistics thing in terms of time of how can we make it work with our existing schedule? Not that we don't want to do it, but that would be a Patreon only perk. Um, and then we have the discord server, which is small, but mighty. Um, technically there are a couple hundred people available to be in it. Um, but we probably have, I don't know, 20 to 40 or 50 people that are like regularly in and out and then people will drop in and go away again and you know, whatever they want to do. Um, and we talk about everything, not just kink, um, different facets of life are celebrated and allowed to like have space to chit chat. Um, so there's that. And then the thing I couldn't talk about last week, cause one, it felt like way too much. And two, I don't think we, we hadn't, we hadn't, we hadn't decided on them, I think. I can't remember, but we've definitely decided on them is we've added perks and tweaked perks from the previous year to now. So at a $2 level, that's our minimum to join. You get everything I've already talked about. You get the extra content, the discord, all that. At the $5 level, you get to um, ask questions early for our live Q and A every month. So the idea being that even if you can't attend the stream when it happens, your question gets asked, it gets answered by us. And then when you have time, you go back and watch the video later and you get your answer. Uh, at the $10 and up tier, you're in the credits. Um, and we either will use a screen name if you provide one or it's first, um, first name, last initial. We never do full names ever, ever. Uh, when you sign up for Patreon, you can use any name you want for the membership side and you just have to use your legal name for payment. We, we don't, we don't deal with that. Um, so you can call yourself whatever, um, and we'll use that name. Um, and that is at the end of videos. It's in the show notes page. Um, it's in the description box for, um, live streams. And then at the $25 level, this is what's new this year. And we do not expect anybody to stay at $25 level forever. We understand it's affordability issue for many people, but we're doing a thing that every three months that you're at the $25 level. So you have to do it for three months in a row. You get merch automatically sent to you for 2022. We're going to focus on loving BDSM logo merch. So the very first one is going to be a mug and then we have to change it every three months. So depending on when you join, you'll get, you might sign up during a mug time, but hit the three month mark and another time. I think the one I'm going to do after that is a t-shirt. Um, 
so yeah, we're doing that this year to see how that goes. So that is what we hopefully give you, but also as I was just ranting about having spaces for community that's open and accepting and understands that we all have different lived experiences and do kink differently and that. You get more of that. You get more of that. So yeah, um, it's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords or the links are always in all of the places. Um, I have an explainer blog post that I put up on the site. I will add that link to the places where I put links for y'all. If you want to go over these details, like in your own time, instead of my uh, very fast paced rambling as I'm doing right now <laughs> with my sore throat. Um, but yeah, and you get all of that because we cannot imagine taking anybody's money and not trying to provide value. What you're doing when you do that is you're helping us do this thing that we do. Um, for anybody who's been around for a minute, last year was crazy and we became full-time uh, small kinky business owners. Um, mm -hmm. The kinkery is full-time gig. This content creation, being Kayla, basically being Kayla Lords and John Brownstone on the internet is now our full-time gig. <laughs> um, it was before, but it was mostly Kayla Lords writer was the full-time gig. Yeah. Uh, this is this, this, this is what we do now. Yep. Um, and Patreon helps us do that. And hopefully we provide mm -hmm. more than we receive. That is how I sleep at night. So that is the Patreon membership drive. Yes, everything mm -hmm. runs through the 15th of February. Um, the annual membership part, if you sign up as an annual member, is great if you don't want to have to worry about a monthly thing coming out of like a, a credit card or an account or whatever, and you have money in this moment that you're willing to spend on that, then you're one and done till the next year. Um, the monthly is good if you're like, oh, my income fluctuates or I only want to do this for a little bit of time and then and then decide you're not locked in for any amount of time because you can cancel at any point and you can change your tier. You can go up and down as you need to. It's fine. And we are not offended when people dip and we're not offended when they change their life. Life happens. Oh, my God. The amount of things I canceled last summer. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So patreon.com slash Kayla Lords uh, link is in all the places. Mm -hmm. One more uh, reminder that uh, to our thank you to Beducated for sponsoring yes. this week's episode. If you are interested, the Beducated link is also in the places. Use code loving. Um, check them out. See if it's for you. Sign up to get some education. Mm -hmm. And my under yeah, I'm, I'm remembering this correctly. You're not in a contract like so you can sign up for a month, pay your month and then you can fruit. And the other thing I learned, I was reading through the material again, when you use that code and you get that discount, that discount's good for the lifetime of your account. Oh. It doesn't go away at renewal or anything. Okay. So okay. there's that as well. Code's loving. Okay. Now we're in the real bonus mm -hmm. section. And I, I just have one thing I want to say okay. because um, er, way earlier in the um, live stream chat, mm -hmm. um, the hangout that we are doing this Friday, that is open to all folks. Right. Not, that's a YouTube thing. That, anybody and everybody a, can that's come. That's a YouTube thing. Anybody and everybody can join. Um while we are going to be doing some some Q and A's there, um, we do have a monthly Q and A that we do for our Patreon folks. Right. So, and and giving that ability to ask questions early if you're at a certain tier and up, right, means that you don't have to actually be there to ask your question and get the answer. Whereas the one we're doing at the hangout on Friday, like you said, open to everybody. If you want to ask your question, you're going to need to be there. So. There's there's a trade-offs yep. and benefits and mm -hmm. weigh the pros and cons and all of that. Right. 
And also this hangout is, uh, I think somebody else asked this as well. Um, we do it, we try to do it on the third Friday of every month. I think we have coming up, I can't remember which month because I was looking at the, the yearly schedule. We'll have a couple months where we have to shift that. It has yeah. to be a different week, but we, we do it typically on the third Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 What have you got that's not any of that? <laughs> what have I got that's not any of that? Our dog well, is snoring in the background as usual. Yeah, Lola is uh, quite content uh, on, on her love seat. Um, still have not been able to get the Lola cam working. Uh, I'm going to, at some point, probably not until after Friday. Um, <laughs> but before next Wednesday. Um, uninstall OBS and reinstall it. That's um, the program we use for live streaming. Yeah. Um, because everything keeps telling me I should be able to do dual cams with it, but for some reason it does not like it. As soon as I put a dual cam on, it locks up and freezes and does not play nice. Mm -hmm. Um, now even today I had to go into the settings to tweak something and it, it fussed and complained at me. So I, I think there's something off with the program. So I'm, I'm going to try to uninstall and reinstall. So, you know, I haven't forgotten about the Lola cam, but I'm um, trying to work through some Not much bugs. to watch. She's gotten into a habit of sitting on the love seat and just snoring, snoring. through the whole damn yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So. And uh, I, I have been, um, now that, that Kayla is on the mend and, and oh, yeah, doing some things. Oh, yeah, um, I, I have been trying to turn my attention to wrapping up the tail end of my motorcycle accident, uh, dealing with the insurance company and the hospital ER. Oh my gosh, <laughs> which we were very, very fortunate that our um, health, health insurance, insurance covered stepped a big in. chunk of it, yes. even though we were out of network. So I guess mm -hmm. because it was like an emergency and blah, 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 they like a one-time thing they'll do if you... If you didn't have a choice. I, I, I found that out. I almost wanted to cry with happiness. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but I also looked at the um, explanation of benefits, EOB, that an insurance company will usually send to you. Ours are electronic, which is mm -hmm, why I guess mm -hmm. we haven't seen it. And the amount <gasps> that the hospital with a straight face build for four hours stay in the ER with no, no pain meds <laughs> given. Uh I mean, they did test and tests are expensive and I yeah, get it. I like, I get yeah. it, but it's still funny to me. I'm like, ah! and then our health insurance went, mm -mm, we're going to take a 93% discount. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. we'll pay X number of that. And then we owed the rest. And mm -hmm. that is covered, ends up being covered by the motorcycle insurance, which yeah. as frustrating as it, this whole experience has been, because right hand don't know what the left hand's doing and nobody's communicating real well. And, oh, uh, um, that was a, a sigh of relief. Yes. Because yes. we won't be paid. The, the payout we got from the insurance will cover what we owe that, without having to pay on, on top. That, that had been, that, that whole thing had been, uh, uh, weighing very heavily yeah. on me. You had been very stressed about all that. Yes. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it looks like that, um is is coming to as happy an ending as it can yeah so if the bill will ever actually just arrive yeah 
Yeah. They were sending us notices about how the hospital, about how they could help us pay for a, a yeah. expensive medical expense. And we're like, yeah, but you haven't sent us the bill yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's the bill? Can we get a bill? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what, what was funny was last week I called the hospital again. And the person I talked to told me they had emailed me the bill. It confirmed your email address. Confirmed my email address. And I was like, I never got it. I always check my spam folder. I have seen nothing. She said, they will send it again. Well, as of yesterday, still hadn't seen anything. Nothing in the spam folder. So I called them again. Obviously, I'm calling a call center because I spoke to a different person. And they told me, oh, well, we sent your bill out in the mail. We never email bills. And that person previously <laughs> said it with her whole chest that yeah. Bill was being emailed. Yeah. So, at any rate. Bless them. Um, well, all I can think is, look, you clearly don't want this money bad enough. Because we got we got a check we can send you. Yeah. If you <laughs> right. send to your bill. Right. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. I can't believe I'm actually asking, like begging. I know. Would you please send me the bill? Well, part of it is because <laughs> the check is only good for a certain amount of time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, yeah, that's being yeah, sorted. And so, we have money set aside to uh, for the eventual motorcycle replacement. Yes. For people who have asked, no, there are, we cannot afford to replace the motorcycle. No, it's not. been totaled and he is without a bike. Yeah. And he is sad. And I see the look on your face every time we're out and about and somebody on a motorcycle goes by oh. and you look and oh, oh my I, god I thought, y'all, the I, lo- thought no. I was being a little bit more discreet no <laughs> no and then down one of the the main street off of our little side street where we live off of our where our neighborhood is somebody up towards like the top of the street is how i would think of it is selling their motorcycle and I have been tempted to, t- but it's one of these like ritzy houses where the assumption is they've got, you know, more than $5 to their name. So that's yeah. probably a really nice bike they're selling. Mm-hmm. I have been tempted to tell you to go look and just see what they're asking. Because if we had that in what we have saved. I know. But I also, every time I pass it, I'm like, I don't know that that, that would be a bit of a downgrade in terms of size and comfortability yeah. so maybe it's not worth it right now yeah but yeah one of our goals over the next few years is for you to be back on a bike mm-hmm. riding mm-hmm. again thank you very much yeah so yeah yeah we're getting there we're working we are there. we are um i completely forgot that i didn't forget that i had surgery i just forgot <laughs> that of course we talk about it here i don't know if anybody gives a shit but and I, one, <laughs> the top of the video portion of this, managed to kick my leg up. You did. Uh, because today, yesterday probably, was the first fully pain-free day I've had. I'm still tired. True, true, I still get true. tired easily. But I, ha- I haven't even had ibuprofen yet today. I haven't needed it. Um, so I'd say that as long as I don't okay. overdo okay. it, I'm in a really good place. Um, mm. I was able to actually roll in the bed i'm a side to back sleeper i for 40 years of my life was a stomach sleeper and over the course of a very painful month managed to train myself not to be a uh, stomach sleeper to the point that it's uncomfortable to sleep on my stomach now um but the only way i get a comfortable night's sleep is being able to go between on my side and on my back and rolling (laughs) and then laying on my side has been impossible 
um, since the surgery. And last night didn't get enough sleep, but the sleep I got was the best because I could actually move back and forth. So I was like, okay, that's a good sign. So I'm not going to like go out and like run a mile down the road or anything. I no. wouldn't have before the surgery, by the way. Um, <laughs> pretty sure if I overdo it, I will hurt myself. But this is the best I felt since pre-surgery. Yeah. You, you kicked my leg up in the air. I know. I mean, it was not graceful and it was not even easy, but that's got but hey, that's issues you that are about you, my flexibility. You did it. You did, did it. I did do it. And I did yeah. it without thinking. Right. I, it's just, it, I don't, I've been fortunate enough, knock on wood, to not have to recover from too many things in life. So these things are surprising to me. And having to be consciously aware of how I sit down on the toilet was an experience. It was like, oh, wait, okay, we have to do this a certain way. And just going to the bathroom had been a pain in the ass, as you might imagine. And the past couple of days, I've just unthinkingly like plopped my ass down and been like, and then realized, oh, wait, I didn't have to do this ease down motion thing I've been doing for a few weeks. You didn't have to do these crazy contortions. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I had a whole weird <laughs> method for getting down pain free. <laughs> Not going to lie, I've never been so grateful for a bidet attachment in my fucking life as these past few weeks. Uh, If you're interested, we got ours off of Amazon or whatever, but highly recommend a bidet attachment for your toilet. Highly recommend. Can't imagine using an actual full-fledged bidet, like moving from one seat to another. Like, that's weird to me because that's not my experience. But the attachment, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep telling the kids we need to get a bidet attachment in their their bathroom because I don't use their bathroom because it doesn't and, and have one. And they give us this look like oh, horrified. And then I tell them, you know, you don't have to use it, but I could use your bathroom. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't even like using bathrooms now. Yeah. Because they don't have a bidet attached yeah. to the toilet. That was way more than anybody <laughs> wanted to know about me. It's fine. It's fine. Um. So yeah. Um. What else? <laughs> what else? What else? Um. I think maybe parts of my libido might be coming back. I know. Oh yeah, I I surprised the hell out of you the other one. Oh, yeah. I was I woke up horny and I was like I, I we couldn't we can't you have couldn't do anything sex. about it. And I was yet, still but... in enough pain that I would have been terrified of an orgasm. But I was like, hey, let's here. Let me pretend I'm gonna seduce you for like five seconds. I don't like not seductive. I don't. I can't. I get. I get five seconds in of. I will make my desire clear, and then I'm mm-hmm, lost, mm-hmm. and somebody has to take over. And you did. Thank you. Uh, and I was like, well, where the fuck has she been for all these years? Right? Uh So yeah, yeah. Mm. It's. I mean, it's weird. I will. If 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 this is a sign of things to come. And the ability to actually get turned on actually comes back it, consistently. We will probably revisit the episode we did like last year or year before on the lack of my libido. <laughs> uh, I have some theories, but I don't know for a fact what's potentially helping. Um, but I have some theories. So. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think. Don't, I don't think it got cut out of the video that's coming out on Monday. We did a story time video today. And normally it's Ella who's meowing in the background. And this time it was Onyx. Onyx, yeah. She jumped through the window that can, that's open that connects the bedroom to the office. And she walked under the tripod, jiggled some wires, was like looking around and meowed. And I don't think that got cut off. It's a very scratchy, rusty oh, meow. Oh, yeah. Like she... 
barely knows she, what her voice she, is for. She sounds like a, 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 a Denny's waitress that's working the third shift and has been chain smoking all night. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's got a two or three pack a day habit. Yeah. Sounding voice. Yep. Sounding meow. Yeah. But yeah, I think she's in the background of that video. I was like, well, hello, mm-hmm, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's lots more we could talk about, but we try to save you some of that for the Hangout, which is this Friday, mm-hmm. uh, the day of the podcast going live for any podcast listeners. Um, so don't want to say too much. I mean, I don't know. But I guess the question is, are we doing chips and dip this time or... I don't know. I don't I, I honestly don't know. I don't know either. I don't feel um, like I want to stress eat my way through a live stream like I have in the past. <laughs> I don't feel that way, but chips just always make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love potato chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say this as somebody who has to look at myself when I edit videos and I'm like, with this new setup, I see more than I had to see before. And I'm like, you know, maybe you should eat a few f- fewer potato chips, but they, they taste too good. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 it wouldn't hurt me to, to eat less of that stuff. I, um, I try to keep my carbs to a minimum and I, I try to keep my carbs to the kind I really, really want, mm-hmm. you know, um, with, with everything going on the way it has been, um, yeah, I ate my feelings through the holidays. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm on a new journey of trying to learn and figure out my own gut health. Mm-hmm. Because when I was on keto, strict keto, I loved it because I felt good and the food was so delicious. But I, diets that restrict too much are not good for my mental well being. I have slowly had to come to terms with that and there are foods that i just really like and mm-hmm. want to be able to enjoy in some level of moderation yeah but my body is like that was a bad idea um yeah. and so instead of i try i did try to go back to keto and i couldn't i couldn't do it even though the food was still just as delicious i was like i'm not feeling as good as i did the first time around for different reasons i think that was absolutely tied to my my mental well-being and and health um and so now i'm embarking on a yeah but what's going on in my stomach that means i can't eat these things that everybody keeps telling me i should be able to eat what do i need to do Mm -hmm. blah 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 um and so i think i will probably always err on the side of fewer carbs make me happier but there's so many carbs i want to eat and have been eating quite frankly <laughs> yeah. um i just am tired of feeling miserable because i ate anything whether it was healthier air quote healthy mm-hmm, or not mm-hmm. um so that's like my thing for this year i think we might have talked about that in the we did episode. we okay. did yeah so i'm slowly working on it mm. i'm not asking for advice thanks for any well-meaning comments but i'm i'm not to the point i want advice i'm just i'm figuring myself out so Hmm. yeah okay i think we're done i think we're good y'all know me i could keep going 
she can, folks. That's why we keep having to schedule more live streams. <laughs> I could just keep going. I could just keep going. Um, but yeah, that's it for us this time. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see here talk to some of y'all on the Friday night hangout uh-huh. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, if you're subscribed to us on YouTube, hopefully notifications let you know when we go live. Um, mm-hmm. But if you subscribe to our loving BDSM newsletter, the link is always in the places. We put that link in that newsletter on Friday. So you've got it. You just have to remember the whole 930 deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will have a segment of that be Q&A um, if anybody has questions. Mm-hmm. we That's new for us this year. We did not do that in the past. Um, and patreon.com slash Lords. If you're interested in... Mem- membership and want to read more about it i will also link to the blog post i wrote if you want to get the details before even going to the patreon it's fine yeah i guess that's it okay thanks for joining us everybody mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. glad to have you here with us yeah yeah i'm glad to mm-hmm. connect and be be part of a community together absolutely we love it mm-hmm. uh, we will talk to y'all later bye bye